The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures, part of the Poke Science Podcast. It's me, Federer Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night, and you better be, because Pokemon Snap is officially out with the recording of this. Woo! Sorry if I just broke your ears. I needed to do at least one woo. I apologize for that, but Pokemon Snap is finally out. We've been waiting for this for so long. Now, if you're listening to this episode and not playing Pokemon Snap, you're either A, waiting for it to load, or B, not quite interested in it. And we'll get to that later on during the episode. But for me, I'm sitting here recording, waiting for it to come out, because I'm recording, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, time zones are weird. So, today, we are going to be talking a bit more about the Pokemon jobs. Again, I love this kind of world building, because we always like to see the Pokemon world with allegories to our own and how it would function. I love that kind of world building with it. And there's this thought that always comes through my mind. What happens to you after you beat the game? I mean, what really happens to a 10-year-old who just beat up everybody and is now the greatest Pokemon fighter in the world? When you truly catch them all or when you get bored shaking down the Elite Four for pocket change, what do you even do with your life? Um, we honestly deal with something very similar in our world with child actors and pro athletes who find a different career or become too old for said career and they need to find somewhere else to go with their talents. So while you are sitting there waiting for Pokemon Snap to upload or download into your Switch, we're going to go ahead and we are going to talk about some of the jobs that probably exist in the Pokemon world, how they relate to ours, and seeing if they would be harder or easier. So let's get down to one that seems kind of dumb on paper, but um, I'll let myself explain a little bit before you judge it. Veterinarian. Now again, sounds dumb, but we always like to think of the Pokemon centers as this one-stop shop for healthcare, but really, what do you think we do in the Pokemon world when we have birth defects or chronic illnesses? Um, in our world, there are plenty of humans and animals that are born with issues that they just can't help, being born blind or reduced limbs or some sort of behavioral issue that you can't just fix away with a doctor's appointment. Like there's pe- There are people and animals out there who are just stuck in these situations, and they do what they have to to make the best of a situation. In our world, when an animal has this problem, you're going to have veterinary specialists. If your animal has anything from a special type of ear infection to literally not being able to move their back legs like my dog had at a certain point in his life, you're going to need to see a specialist. Uh, In the Pokemon world, I would imagine they got the same schooling as a Nurse Joy, but instead of going to general practice, they went into more of the the private sector or even just a little more schooling and specializing in a specific Pokemon or a specific part of a Pokemon's body. Like, what if you had a fire-type specialist who dealt with fire-types whose fires were not producing as much heat or who they're getting sick? Or you had uh, someone who specialized in Pokemon hearing and specialized in making sure that they could retain their hearing or find substitutes for their hearing. Uh, The other example I think of is with Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur doesn't grow the seed. 
it's born and then someone gives it the seed. If it's given the seed too late or worse, not at all, it's going to need some kind of supplement to get at that extra nourishment and to grow healthy into a Venusaur one day. It's a really interesting practice to get into. If you've ever thought of being a vet, I will let you know now, it is harder to be a vet than it is to be a doctor. You have been warned. Doctors have to know the anatomy of one animal really well. Vets have to know about three or four. Do the math, whole lot harder. If you want to get into veterinary school, you either get really good grades or you go to the Caribbean because that's what a lot of my friends had to end up doing. Anywho, next on my job list is one that we've actually seen in the game. It's not like a hypothetical. Uh, cooks. Cooks and chefs are an important part of just about any part of modern society from ancient Rome to the modern day to Pokemon. You need someone to cook really good food because sometimes home cooking just don't cut it. Uh, fun fact, my pa my favorite Pixar movie is Ratatouille because it is a famous Pixar film and also because it has rats and I like rats and it also has chefs, which I like chefs. I'm a basic person with basic needs. Everybody's got to eat and we see cooks and chefs in the Pokemon games multiple times. Usually we're beating the crap out of them, but occasionally they are working. Uh, in order to be a cook in our world, Again, there are plenty of people who go to the professional cooking schools, and those give you a really good balance on your skill set. They introduce you to new culinary styles, new culinary rules, and they give you the credentials to go and either start your own restaurant or work for somebody else and hopefully work your way up. A lot of the cooking industry is built on what you learned from who, so it really is important for a lot of them to go to culinary school. That is to say, not all the time. I know chefs personally who have never gone to culinary school but still make a pretty good name for themselves of being very excellent at their job through work experience versus an education. So it's up to you. In the Pokemon world, I think it would be really cool to see what Pokemon each chef brought into the mix. I mean, think about it. Every chef is going to try and stand out a bit and their Pokemon partner is probably going to be a big part of that. What if they had a Magmar with them who would frame broil? I hate this word flame broil their food in order to make it a little bit crispier what if you had a squirtle whose water you swore made your your broths or your spaghetti pasta a little bit different because they add an extra kick to it i think that'd be really cool to use pokemon's well for lack of a better word stuff to actually improve an ingredient without having to you know kill them special shout out goes to shuckle if you've never read its Pokedex entry, Shuckle, literally you can just shove various berries inside of a Shuckle and just let it ferment and it turns into this sloppy, goopy mess. And now, if you don't know anything about fermentation, it's a fun way of saying it's probably going to be alcoholic. You've made a wine slushy with your shuckle. And cooking with wine is a very key part of a lot of culinary dishes. Uh, me and my family, we always use red wine for two things. One of them is cooking. Uh, it's also important to realize that cooking isn't just about the food. It's also getting food from point A to point B. My buddy Patrick, who's a chef, I asked him what Pokemon he would want in his kitchen. He said his Gengar would be his best partner because it could carry food to tables and not take up space in the work area since it could pass right through you. And I would never thought about that. It's a hectic job. Everyone's moving one place to another. If they can just move right through you, they take up less space and you can work pretty freely. Although I feel like getting the chill up your spine when a ghost goes through you be mildly distracting. So the next one I had on my list, speaking of the dead, um, I honestly, we've also beat these guys up in the game, the monks. 
Now, because many of the legendaries are treated as gods, I'm sure there are religious orders that are devoted to praying to them. Uh, we've even seen not-so-great Pokemon getting their own mucks. The Bellsprout Tower has the monks there, and I think it's really cool that they all also follow the way of the Bellsprout. I don't know what religion they have for this carnivorous plant, but I am interested in reading more of their literature. And since this is a Japanese game, let's base them more on our monks here in Japan versus the ones back home in America or the UK or Europe. I want to see what these monks would be compared to the ones in the Pokemon world, the ones from Japan. So in Japan, the general life of a monk, uh, you wake up at 5 a.m., you pray to the Buddha, you have a simple breakfast as you can, and from there, you go about your day's events either upkeeping the temple, assisting in the community, uh, doing services and rites of passage for deads and for weddings, uh, and then eating another simple meal, praying some more, and going to bed. It's a simple, rewarding life for these people as part of their Buddhist beliefs. Uh, in the Pokemon world, it would probably be pretty simple. You'd wake up, have a simple meal, clean up around the temple, make sure everything is ship-shaped, but you'd also have your shrine dedicated to whatever Pokemon you are worshipping, be it a Bellsprout, a Volcarona, a Dialga, whatever you're worshipping is probably going to be out there, and depending on where you are in your belief system, you might have special services to canoe. If, like, let's say you're in Lavender Town. And it's a graveyard, effectively. You're going to probably have a big job of making sure that all those graves stay blessed. Otherwise, you'll probably get some pretty nasty ghost types out there. Again, not all dead Pokemon become ghosts, but the ones with some pretty nasty lives or something, some kind of vendetta, they usually come back. Uh, it is important to realize also that depending on the legendary, the monk might be the only one who gets the chance to see them. Uh, if the monk's going to be like in the temple of Groudon, the monk might have the job of having to scale the volcano and looking inside to make sure the Groudon is sleeping. Or someone who's a uh, part of the temple of the Celebi will have to go on a mission quest to go and see if they can find Celebi and achieve some form of enlightenment. Or gets thrown back in time like Professor Oak in that movie. Eh, one or the other. The partner Pokemon would be really fun to see with the monk because it would probably have to tie into wherever you are, like the Bellsprout Tower. But I also think it would be cool to see they trying they're trying to copy whatever their deity is. Like if they have like a Kyogre as like their worshiping spirits, everyone just has Whalemers, which I think is really funny to think of like this all power for Super Orca. Your representation for that is the floating beach ball that is Whalemer, that goober. I love him to death, but he Whalemer is a total goober. Next job, well actually the next two, are going to put a bad taste in your mouth. I did that on purpose because it's funny. So the first job I wanted to go over, and it's one that's really not doing so hot in the world right now, politician. I'm putting a pause right here to give you a chance to shudder. Everyone wants to rule the world, but you got to get the votes for it or have a military autocracy, one or the other. No one ever wants to go into too much detail of how government truly work without going into something about how it's all a crock or it's all a conspiracy. And I can't speak for every government on the planet. I can't even speak for my own and how it entirely works. But we will say that the Pokemon world doesn't seem to have one. I mean, there were kingdoms and kings, apparently, but either Aegislash destroyed them or they fell on their own. One of the two options. Uh, even if all the cities in the Pokemon world function like city-states, like in ancient Greece, it's seems that there should be some kind of leadership in each city and maybe even a council for those cities to work. 
In order to get into those, there's really only two ways to do it. You're either born into it, which they seem to have stamped out mostly, or you're voted in. Now, if you wanted to become a politician, being a former Pokemon master would probably be a really good way to get into it. Being a Pokemon master could set you up to being a political leader in the same way that joining the military and having a decorated history in the American military can get you to being a politician. Everyone from Pete Buttigieg to the late John McCain served in the military and used their military careers as platforms in order to become politicians. Uh, in our world, everything a politician does when trying to be elected to their walk, the talk, the tailor of their suit is built for their audience. So I think that in the Pokemon world, you would have the same thing where politicians walk out and try and be among the people and use their Pokemon almost like a political tool. Like if you have a Pokemon that's typically hard to raise, like a Charizard or a Rapidash or any number, even if you have, a, oh my God, if you had a legendary Pokemon with you, that would totally get the people on your side. It's like, wow, if he can catch a Latios, I bet he can balance the budget. Which doesn't really make any sense when you think about it, but neither do humans. Uh, I think it'd also be fun to see if you have like a mining town. The guy brings a colossal fishing town. He brings a wishy-washy, you know, something to really show ties with that community. I know it sounds like a bunch of theater, but to be honest, when you're talking to a group of people, a little bit of theater goes a long way. Uh, incidentally, if you want to see a little bit of that theater in action, look up George W. Bush's speeches in New York versus speeches in Texas. You will see exactly how far that man's accent can go. Uh, even if you don't have a career with law or business, as long as you can sell yourself, you have a good chance of being a Pokemon politician. A little charisma, maybe some sweet scents blowed into the audience to make them loosen up, and you could be running the entire region someday after beating the snot out of the competition. You know, come to think of it, what if Pokemon battles just settle political debates? What if, like, the strongest trainer rules? Like, only the strong may rule the Galar region. Kind of like the Mandalorians in Star Wars. Anywho, last one I wanted to bring up, and this one might give you a little bit of, uh, little bit of that, uh, what do you call it? Acid reflux, that stuff. Uh, lawyers. There's gotta be Pokemon lawyers, and worse than that, there has to be good Pokemon lawyers. Think about it this way. In... The Hoenn region, back in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, we had Team Aqua and Team Magma caught red-handed trying to steal submarines, destroy the world, kill a whole bunch of people or Pokemon, depending on who you picked. And you know what happens to them? Nothing. You see them walk away from this with nothing but a, gee willikers, mister, I sure am sorry. Those two goons must have had the world's greatest lawyers, because let's face it, they were terrorists, and they somehow got away. I think a Pokemon lawyer would be really interesting to see because a Pokemon's law might be very different, not just for people in Pokemon, but also for different Pokemon. I bet each region has different limits on Pokemon. Think about the Galar region and its strict immigration policies. Only certain Pokemon are allowed. What if someone smuggles in a Pokemon they're not supposed to have? What if someone brings a Mudkip from a region? Ooh, actually no, Mudkip's allowed. Hang on, what's enough? For alligator, that's the one. What if someone brings a Totodile into the region? Ooh, that would be terrifying. It would just be absolutely menacing. But then you'd also have to get a lawyer to deal with that. You'd have to get the prosecution and the defense, and maybe you get a chance to keep your Totodile, or maybe it gets dumped in the ocean. One way or the other, you're gonna need a lawyer. It also comes to terms with the Pokemon's ability. Let's say. 
you use flamethrower within the city limits of a town that focuses on agriculture, you're probably going to need a lawyer to defend you. Uh, being a lawyer in the real world, actually, a lot of people think you have to dedicate your entire careers to it. But once you get out of an undergraduate and you apply for law school, a lot of law schools will take in different degrees that aren't just business or politics. Because to be a lawyer isn't just to know the law. There's so much of the law You'd want to have lawyers who specialize in specific things. I have my degree in integrated animal biology, but if I applied to law school, I could use my knowledge of animals and work in the environmental services as one of their lawyers. Or if someone specializes in the humanities and the arts, you can work into that kind of law. They want different things for being lawyers in our world. I don't see why they wouldn't want them in theirs. Now, keep in mind, if you work for a poke law firm, you're probably going to need one, a really nice suit. Like, hey, and there's, you get a, if you're a lawyer, you better know how to wear a suit. I'm sorry. I'm really sick of walking around Japan and seeing a bunch of people wear suits but not wear them. They don't even tailor the cuffs. They don't even tailor the cuffs. It's like having spaghetti noodles laying. Sorry. Get upset about that. Uh, a good partner Pokemon for a law firm should be one depending on what you're doing. If you're a prosecutor, I definitely think you should bring one along with Mind Reader or Telepathy to see what's going down in their heads. If you're a defense lawyer, I highly recommend getting a dark type so you can avoid such shady tricks like that and work on defending your client. A Pokemon lawyer is going to have to be someone who can deal with the stress of all these different laws but also know how they apply to your region to your pokemon in that instance again be a whole lot harder but apparently team rocket team magma team plasma team aqua team flare and all the other various teams that committed everything from burglary arsony Grand larceny, oh, let's see, first-degree murder, second-degree murder, attempted genocide, war crimes, and uh, I think a few of them get pollution and poaching. Yeah, they somehow got away scot-free, aside from a couple arrests. I don't know what's wrong with the police system in the Pokemon world, but I do know that the law system there is somehow even more broken. Alright, guys. I think that's all the time we have and all the jobs we have. Hopefully by now, Pokemon Snap is uploaded for you. Now, if you would like to be part of our stream, we are going to be streaming the new Pokemon Snap this time. We're going to be streaming at 8 p.m. Friday Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully you guys can listen. It's going to be on the 30th. We would love to have you listen in because this is going to be really fun. Everyone is going to be streaming this game. But who is going to be streaming with a biologist and a camera guy in the same time? I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Now, if you guys do have any questions, comments, or concerns for us, you can always leave a review on iTunes or your podcast of choice. We cannot have this community without you guys, and your support says more than anything else that we're doing the right thing, and hopefully you are learning a little bit something new every single day. So... We hope to see you on our streams. We hope you guys have fun with the new Pokemon Snap. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. Peace!